This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's... Rock and Roll! Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. And welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. Here we are again. The same seats we always are. Same time, same bat channel. Well, almost the same time. I feel like we mix it up. Like every week, like it's a different day now, depending on what our schedule is. Well, they don't know that. They just know Mondays. Well, yeah, you get it on Mondays. But for us, it's all over the place, seriously. It's a week-long process, to be quite honest. It really is. It does fill a lot of time for a one-day show, man. It is. The things we do for you listeners, the things we do. And we got something special for later. We do. We have a really good treat for you today. That's it. So why don't we get into uh, You Heard, and then we'll introduce our shining little surprise for y'all. I... So this week's You Heard comes to us from Central Park West and 63rd Street, which, and I overheard this while I was covering the March for Science um, the weekend before this past weekend, uh, you know, which marched for science. It's not just a clever name. (laughs) (laughs) So this comment was quite a few things that I, I heard from this that were very intellectual and deep and whatnot, but <clears throat> it's a cerebral art club. Their whole thing is thought. <laughs> nerds. <laughs> nerds. 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 All right, that's enough making fun of the nerds. <laughs> that's this, this week's You Heard. So. So. This week's guest, I'm no longer mad. You were very upset, I was very though. upset. You were very I was. upset. I was very upset. Um, but I actually had to hand over this week's interview to Tom Thank because you very much. it was a little bit of just, you know, a little bit of Murphy's Law. Um, I think it was God of... saying Tom needs to do this one because Tom doesn't get to talk through an entire show. Like we don't ha- we don't listen to Tom talk <laughs> enough. Please, Nikki, give him an interview. <laughs> That's it. I feel like even the interviewee was like, dude. I thought this was my interview. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, and you'll you'll hear that soon. But <laughs> but yeah, um, we actually interviewed Kelly Deal, 
You know her. You know Kelly Deal. She is, you know, you you might know her from The Breeders. You might know her from some of her other things that she's collaborated with. But what you really need to start knowing her from is her band with Mike Montgomery, which is called R-Ring, which is just letter R, period, R-I-N-G. Fucking incredible. I have been waiting. Like, they, they're releasing their new album, um, Ignite the Rest. It's their debut album together. The, the, the duo has been together since 2010, and this is the first time that they've released an album together. But they've been playing music. They've been, like, out doing shows. They've been releasing, like, one-offs of their, their tracks together and stuff like that since, like, 2011. And... I grew up in the 90s and the breeders were like, I, I loved the breeders. I like just, the sound was incredible. Like it just came along at that time in my life when it was just like, I own the fucking world. Like I was a fucking high school kid. I was 17. Like I own the world, man. And then you graduated. And then I graduated and, and I went down and fucking hill. <laughs> man, I don't own shit, let alone the world. <laughs> and I still don't 20 years later. <laughs> But at least I still have that 90s angst. <laughs> you might have paid the pillow off by now. Like the one that you sleep on every night. Like that might be the one thing that you actually own. We, pr- like we probably still owe on the bed and the rest of the furniture. No, I think that's no. like the one thing we've actually paid on. Because <laughs> that's the one thing I think we care about more than anything. <laughs> well, that and the couch. That, that and the, the couch, couch for as sure, we for know. Sure. But yeah, so Kelly Deal. Um, so we got to talk to Kelly Deal this week about the new album. Um, just about her process working with Mike Montgomery, who uh, was in Ampline before this. And Tom, why don't you take us into the interview and let us know what we can expect? Well, you can expect a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to tell everybody up front a little bit behind the scenes situation. Here's how it works out. Nikki always plans on doing the interviews because she's the interviewer. I'm not the, I'm not the interviewer guy. I'm the guy that like sits here and can just kind of like bullshit on the end of the microphone and I have to worry about talking to people because I do get nervous when I have to talk to people I don't know what it is I do too man I hate doing interviews but like I, I'm very awkward at them but I feel like lately I've become like a shut-in because I really oh, yeah. haven't been talking to anybody lately cause, no just me yeah so I mean now when I hear I gotta talk to somebody it's like what do you mean I gotta talk to somebody so you were like nervous going into it and you know what I wouldn't have been nervous if it wasn't for you why? You're the reason that made it nerve because the interview is originally because. scheduled for Monday, yeah, right? Islander. Of course, Mondays are your days off, and you had it scheduled yeah. for Monday. And as you'll hear in the interview, they had some mechanical trouble, <laughs> which I don't want to give away until we get into right, the actual right, portion guy. of it. The poor band. But they had some mechanical trouble. Couldn't do the interview on Monday. You were all set up and psyched to do it. Now, before an interview And then we're not trying to make Kelly feel bad. No, 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 no. This has nothing to do with her. Like, this is just fate intervening. As she always does, that fickle bitch. You ain't kidding. (laughs) But, I mean, Nikki had all of her questions done, like, Saturday or Sunday. The questions were done after we knew the interview was coming up. And the way it usually works out is... Nikki does the questions. She'll read them to me, say, what do you think? We'll say, scrap this one. How about add this in? Whatever. This time, she blows through the questions. Brilliant. Love it. Ready to go. They were quite good. Yep. We're ready to go with it. (laughs) Monday comes. Nikki's like, we're not doing the interview today. You have to do the interview on Wednesday. But all the questions are ready for you to go. All right. Cool deal. So, And it was only because I had a meeting that I couldn't get out of, unfortunately. And believe me, 
all I should have gotten week. out of the meeting, to be honest with you, but Yes, <laughs> literally all, since we knew that we had a reschedule, Nikki was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like, I'm so bummed <laughs> out, I can't do it because I love her, I can't wait. Like, it's going to be so good. Like, you're so lucky you get to do it. And all I'm, in the beginning, I'm thinking like, you know, hey, if it w- sometimes... I don't get nervous about talking to people because I'm like going, hey, man, we're all in the same boat. You don't get nervous yet. All you've done for the past like five minutes is talk. (laughs) Right. But I'm talking to you, though. I'm not talking to somebody else. And then like even though the questions are all written out and I'm ready to go, I'm like, oh, my God, I got to talk to somebody now. Mm -hmm. And now we're not in the same boat anymore for whatever reason. I'm outside the boat. I'm in a dinghy and they're just in a cruise ship is pretty much the way it is. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> There's more? <laughs> no, I think that's good. I think we can go into the interview now and you can listen to me talk for half of a 30-minute interview and you can listen to Kelly talk for the other half of a 30-minute interview. <laughs> I feel like I met my quota this week already. Like, I don't have to say anything else for the rest of the show. Oh, my God. What? I'm not going to be quiet, but I'm just saying I don't have to. You think to. you should be, but I'm not going well, to be. Well, maybe not like... even should be. I just feel like it's bonus Tom time. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with bonus Tom time. Because we certainly do not get enough Tom time, do we, high regard show listeners? Who does? Except for everybody who's not Tom. So I understand that. For that reason. Please just get into the interview. Let's roll that fabulous bean footage. <laughs> All right. So, Kelly, thank you so much for speaking with the High Regard Show today. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. Well, I think the pleasure's all ours. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'm a huge fan of podcasts. Oh, well, we've got plenty of them out at this point in time. We're nearing oh, 100 yeah. I episodes. Know, like, that's crazy. It's just unbelievable that people can talk for so long about, you know, pretty much nothing week after week and still be, <laughs> have people listening to it. Right, right. Oops. So we'd like to start out by talking to you you about the fact that we had to reschedule our initial interview because your van broke down. What happened the other day? Well, we were traveling from Chicago Mm -hmm. to, no, we were traveling from Cleveland to Philadelphia. And um, Laura, the drummer that's, uh, Laura King, the drummer who's traveling with us Mm -hmm. uh, on this tour, she was driving on the highway, on on the turnpike. And all of a sudden, all the uh, the dials and stuff just went dead. And Mike was like, okay, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to go. The alternate, it's going to blow. But um, <laughs> anyway, so we had to pull over to the side of the road. And it was the alternator. And we ended up getting a tow. And it just took a long time. So we, we did, we kind of did like a Tom Jones thing where we just kind of showed up. <laughs> As it, the split single, the band that we're playing with on these tours, they were like mostly through their last song. We heard them play the last like four chords, and then we we were able to we we made it. So in Philadelphia, so that was good. It oh, was a beautiful day to break down too. Yeah, right. Purchase out. Yeah, it's better than the last couple of days we've been having. So well, we yeah. Go ahead. You shared a great picture of yourself hitchhiking along the highway, which Nikki and I loved. Um, the van was in the background. Does dealing with the road malfunctions like these ever get easier for you guys? Say that again. Does it what? Does dealing with malfunctions like these ever get easier? Uh, 
it was totally easy. It's totally out of the control. We we can't. I, I said something to to Mike about that, and he said, you know, Kelly, you know, I I do pretty good in terms of like you know packing spares and things like that, but you know, I can't pack a I can't pack a spare van. <laughs> you know, so you just kind of you do what you can before you leave. <laughs> That's know. it. You can't. Yeah, you can't. Wait, wait a minute. I got another van. Let's <laughs> get it out of my suitcase. You just can't do that. But um, and honest, the, the weather. And you know, I don't know if you know. I have a podcast too. Um, it's called Our Ring Ignite the Rest. And in there, I have an episode called Weather Talker. And the the day was so beautiful. <laughs> really, oh. it was such beautiful weather that day. Um, that it was a pleasure to kind of sit in the sun and think, you know? Oh, that's really nice. so cool. We'll, we'll yeah. definitely going to promote the R-Ring podcast now, of course. Yeah, it's like, funny because you start talking about the weather, and I, that's all I want to talk about now, the weather. <laughs> Continue on. <laughs> we literally got spoiled for a couple of days there. Yeah, it was gorgeous, yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's get down to business. You and Mike Montgomery first joined forces in 2010 but are just now releasing Ignite the Rest, R-Ring's long-awaited debut album. Yeah. Why'd you make us wait so long? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, it really wasn't even on the horizon. This is something that we decided to do um, after we had accumulated enough recordings that we kind of, one thing I knew I didn't want to do I, I did not want to go in the studio and record. I didn't want to spend time recording. Um, I wanted to play songs. I wanted to write songs. I wanted to play, create new parts and interact with people and play shows and do have a, you know, do that kind of stuff. I didn't want to um, go in the studio and play the same section of something over and, get, you know, talk about the sound and oh is that right I didn't want to think about all that I wanted to make it do this more immediate thing and so it was over this period of these years that we were like hey those two songs are let's do that we'll go in and do a single you know just a seven inch and and the freedom that comes with the singles because those were meant as just publicity tools from back in the day Uh they're always meant to be they're lower quality they are super fun they're about the artwork and it's snapshot of a where a band is right then. So doing a single, made it, it was a really fun idea for me. I really enjoyed that. And then we did split singles with bands we liked. We did a split single with Proto Martyr mm-hmm. um, out of Detroit, and we did a split single with a band called Quailbone out of Murray, Kentucky. And the artwork is awesome, and it's exciting. And, um, and it, over the period of accumulating this track and that single and that track and oh doesn't that sound good when we play it live that we just we started collecting having a collection of these songs that started to make sense to me the album made itself and we were like okay and now the album is ready let's go ahead and do the finish up the this recording or that recording and put it in the sequence and get it master it have Mike master it and there we go so really happened like that and that's that's what I like so the album is it a basically a like a like a, a compilation of all the singles and then like a couple of add-ons? Is that pretty much how it went? Well, let's see. Um, it's probably half and half, I think. You know, and it gets. Um, no, there's only you know we have a 
we have one single. Okay. There are four four songs that have been released onto vinyl. Okay. That are in this album, four songs. All right. Everything else is 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 uh, new material. Great. Or newly recorded or something. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Um. You're in the middle of the tour right now, and supporting the album. How has it been going, and how have the audience been responding to you guys so far? Um, let's see. Kind of, really positively. I mean, I'm not going to... How's it been going? Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> I'm going to play the audience booze. I mean, you know, I'm just going to say, you know, generic stuff. They seem to really dig it, you know. Um, we really... You know, one thing I have noticed is that when we get off of the stage, people, you guys are so funny. You guys, <laughs> you guys need to keep that, you know, repartee that you have going. You guys are so funny. You know, so I do. The last couple of shows, especially, we've been kind of talking and stuff like that. <laughs> like I do wonder if that's kind of, uh, I don't know, overwhelming the music in a way. I'm gonna start to become a tighter rock outfit, man. So no, people seem to, to really enjoy it and have a, have a good time. And that's another thing that I want to do during this. This is not like a like you know you, you mount the stage you, you know with a beaded eye and a, a ready grasp, sweaty grasp on your guitar, and you're ready to blow faces off, man. You know that's not what this is about. This is about getting up there, ambling on up, talking to everybody, saying hi. <laughs> and, and enjoying the process, traveling. We just we just stayed with Carrie and Mark. Now Carrie is Carrie Bradley. Okay. With um, she's a violinist in the Breeders. She was she did all that beautiful violin on Pod and Driving on Nine. She was in Ed's Three Qualities and the Bucket. And so we just spent the night there. It is really hard. To, now tonight we're headed to Brooklyn. We'll Great. be spending the night with Josephine Wiggs. Also, the bassist in the Breeders, and we'll spend time with her. We'll visit friends that we know in Brooklyn, and we'll amble on down, you know, um, to Baltimore, and we'll make sure to catch Post Pink, which are an awesome band from Baltimore, and and talk to those guys, see what they're doing, play our next split single with them. So that's really what what it's about for us. That's great that you're getting to do all this collaboration stuff. Like, Say that again? It's great that you're getting to do so much collaboration stuff. Yeah, we, well, that's one of the reasons why we ended up doing like a podcast. And the reason it when we when it came to doing this 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 album, it was really a celebration and acknowledgement of how many people's hands and bands and artists and graphic designers that we met over the years that we have worked with, whether it's a show poster or people who had come to the show or put us up for the night or bands that we uh, uh, that we met uh, I did split singles with or, you know, that's it really is about that, you know. That is awesome. That is yeah. so awesome. So, um, the album at times, it draws comparisons to yours and Mike's previous bands, while also sounding completely unique to our ring. Can you tell me a little bit about the process in making the record together? Well, the, um, let's see, the process of making a record, you know, again, you know, I think 
one of the things that worked out really well is that, like, Fallout and Fire and a, a song called Fallout and Fire and a song called Seek. Those were the first two things that we went into his studio and did. Those two songs. It was our first single, seven-inch single, back in, I don't know, 2011 or 2012 or something. And those, oddly enough, those songs, well, not oddly enough, I mean, he is, it's his studio. It's his gear. It's my, we're using the same amps. You know, it's not all of a sudden I got a heart key, you know, or some weird <laughs> amp, you know, that's all angular and decided to, you know, I think on this song I'm going to play a flying B. You know, <laughs> these are these are these are the, the instruments and the amps that we kind of use live, and that's that's another thing is that we that we because we don't play with drums and bass. These songs need to be at first we we it was just the the two of us out, and a lot of these songs only happened they they were formed and written for just two guitars and two vocals. That's it. So the structure, the framework, the architecture of the song itself had to work, had to had to be intriguing, had to have a, a sonic narrative, um, just using that. Anything else, like a drum or a bell or another guitar, or an, all of that was, an, uh, was just extra. It was seasoning. But the framework itself, it had to work as a song first and foremost. And I think that's... Um, you know, and those you know using the same instrumentation. I think that's why it sounds cohesive, even though it was kind of done at different times, or definitely done at different times. And it sounds incredible because we've been listening to it for the last three days now straight. So oh, awesome, cool. And, and what's weird is my son plays. He's been going to school for like guitar and stuff like that, and. Uh, it's so weird because just what you're saying when he like records tracks and it's uh -huh. just like him and like a singer and that's it it sounds yeah. sometimes so much stronger than when they introduce the rest of the pieces in it's all about that isn't it it really is all about what you don't play and the space in between the notes and I mean, and I know that that's trite. You hear that a lot. Everybody knows. You know, it's the um, the negative space in art. It's comparable to that, you know. But it's it's one thing to know that, but it's another thing to be sitting there and doing that, you know, not providing every note of a particular counter melody that might be available in the background. No, I, yes, I hear that counter melody, but you know what? The overtone of the acoustic guitar with that little bit of harmonic that's happening with you know Mike's lead beat that the lead note that's coming in right there that provides that melody. I don't need to have a piano then pluck it out for you or myself. I've got to stop myself from doing that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and all too often people don't and it's kind of like the foundation was so strong before you built on top of it. You didn't need to. Yeah. <laughs> that's at least that's what I like. That's stuff I like. Yes. Me too. Simplicity is good. <laughs> yeah. So, let's see. Um, uh, has your writing and creating process process with Mike changed over the years? Because you guys have been doing this for a long time now. Yeah, we have. And, you know, it, it hasn't really changed over the years. It's kind of changed from song to song. Like, for instance, um, Fallout, uh, in fire, or Fallout and Fire and Sea. I'll use those as the two examples because that was the first things that we worked on. And it kind of has worked the same ever since. It's kind of, 
you know, uh, See is a song that he had all of the guitars and all of the, um, all of his guitar and all of his kind of vocal for. And I came in and just did my guitar and my harmony vocal. And that's one example of basically the song. It's done and I come in and put some Kelly sugar on it, you know? <laughs> um, and that's uh, uh, another song like, um, that's that's an example of that. Another song like, what's the song that we did that we, oh, a song like, I'm trying to think. Don't you hate when this happens? I know. <laughs> well, I mean, a song like Salt, that, that was kind of written and, I had all the guitar and all the, the vocals for that, and he came in and put his mic thing on it. You know, his mic okay. thing on it. <laughs> and then there's songs like like Cutter, for example, where I just had this concept of an idea, you know, this concept, I like this, what's your dot for me? You know, well, I got this, I got this, I got this, I could tap, I could sing, you know, um, and, and then we worked that up. So it, it, really, it really does change quite a bit uh, a song loud underneath he had this the verse and the um chorus parts um and i did the 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 uh, lyrics and the, the melody the vocal melody and lyrics on top of that it's great that you have oh. that collaborative way to go as opposed to like yeah. so many groups we've talked to in the past seriously like most of them have like a guy that writes the whole thing and then hands it out to the band and it's kind of like that's more of a dictatorship than a democracy. Well, I think part what happens when you get a bass player and a, a drummer in there, when you start getting more people uh, writing, more of a a committing committee writing, um, then it it dilutes from the original thing, um, and also, for instance, I mean, the minute you put like a drums in a Bass on it. Every all your your tempo is established. The feel of the song is established. Mm -hmm. uh, the rhythm of the song, you know, is is established when you do that. So the guitars and vocals are, are in a narrower room. They've got less places that they could go. You know, so because we don't have drums and, and bass that we're starting with and and anchoring, those are afterwards. Like you know, in terms of the framework and the architecture of the song, um, we uh, it, it keeps it more open. I don't know. You're gonna have to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, we get really good with editing because my yeah. co-host, who loves you, loves you. Oh, I'm always <laughs> editing her stuff. Seriously. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Who is this, Nikki? Yeah, Nikki. Oh, tell her I said hi. I'm sorry it didn't work out. Oh my God, no problem. Yeah, she was. She was like, oh my God. She goes, I gotta see if I could take off today. And her boss was like, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, I, it was. It, yeah, it, I was like, I, you know, I could have rescheduled it, but I really didn't know if we were still going to be on the side of the road <laughs> or in a tow truck. And I was like, hey. Although maybe that would have been a really interesting podcast. No, it's fine with me. Like, I never get to do the interview, so I'm kind of yeah, happy. Cool. <laughs> so is making music with Mike different than when you collaborate with other people? Like, is it more fluid? You know, one of the things, when Mike and I started working together, I started working with him because I had said yes 
to um, contributing a track to a Guided by Voices tribute record. Okay. Um, and I was I decided I knew this band called the Buffalo Killers from Southwestern Ohio, awesome band. I thought I'm going to get them. I'm going to play with them. And and they said, cool, let's do it. And they said, meet us here. So I went, met them there. We ran the uh, and, and the place that we met was a place called Candyland Studio, Candyland Recording. So, and that was Mike's studio. Okay. Um, and it was through the process of working with him on that track that I started realizing, you know, this guy has actually got good ears. I like what he thinks. <laughs> and then I would think something and he'll go, yeah, but I'm not thinking, I'm not feeling that. And I'm like, you know what, you're right. And this other thing, how many, which guitar should we use? Well, I'd use them all, Kelly. <laughs> really? What? And then he puts them all up and I'm like, oh, you're right, aren't you? So it was through this this period of that, and then starting to just kind of play live, you know, and, yeah. and understanding like different choices and decisions that we're making. That is um, that that kind of collaboration. I don't take that for granted because that's not how it, it typically. We got really lucky. This is, this doesn't usually work. I mean, it, it may or may not. I don't know. But in my experience, um, it. It hasn't. Which is awesome. My experience. Somebody could either be too uh, narrow-minded, or they can be too kind of whatever, whatever <laughs> you think, man. You know, there's not, uh, it's important to have, you know, and I've just said stuff to Mike before, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not feeling that, you know, or he'll say, uh, stupid, tell you suck. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but, he, but I'm talking to my story, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, yeah. So it's it's it is a really good collaboration, and we are both aware of it. Yeah. Aside from Mike, is there somebody that you like collaborating with, or is there a favorite that you've collaborated with in the past? Oh my goodness, I have had lots of positive. You know, um, there's a guy named Dave Schaus. Okay. Now he was in a band called the Grifters. Okay. Um, and he is an awesome collaborator. He's he's one of those guys that you just he comes, you know, he just, I love everything he plays, his ideas, his sonics. I, I just, I, I thought I had a great time collaborating with him. Um, another guy named Jimmy Flemian from a band called The Frogs. Okay. He's a great guy to collaborate with, but he, I feel like he's kind of stepping down from his capability. His, he's okay. got to come down to my level to collaborate with me. What? He's such a good guitar player. <laughs> I mean, the guy... It, he writes a. He can write you anything, anytime, any genre. Like, give him ten minutes. Just most of that time will be spent tuning the guitar. You know, he's so good. <laughs> he was a really great guy to collaborate. Another guy is a guy named Jesse Jesse Colin Roth. Jesse Roth, and okay. he was kind of the first guy that I ever really collaborated with. It's funny that most of my collaborators are guys, isn't that? You know, it's, Maybe it's because I collaborated with a girl, my sister, for so long <laughs> that I really got something different out of collaborating with dudes or something. I don't know. Interesting. But you know what's weird? I feel like that's the same way in any creative field. Because by day, when I'm not doing the podcast stuff, I do design work. And I feel yeah. like when I'm in a team, if it's a team of guys, there's always, I don't know, I, I yeah. feel like there's always some kind yeah, of like right. weird energy. But like if you if you mix it up and you put like 
like a woman and a guy together. Like for some reason, it's so much more cohesive, and I don't understand why, but yeah. it works. I think. The, yeah, I agree with you. I think the conversation, the whether it's musical, artistic, visual, the conversation is different conversation. It's just different. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's more natural. Yeah. I, I, I don't, maybe it's just that guys and guys and girls and girls when they're together just kind of like try to outdo each other for whatever reason. And then when you're kind and of... That would be guys, not girls. Uh, well, definitely guys for sure. But I know some <laughs> girls that are like that, believe me. <laughs> I bet, I bet. <laughs> I bet you do too. Yeah. So do you have a favorite song from the album? You know, it kind of changes. Now, lately, live... Mm-hmm. On this tour, I think it's because we got Laura King drumming for us. I've really been enjoying playing "Loud Underneath." Okay. And yeah, and it's it's not that. I mean, we've played that song plenty of times, but lately it's just sounding so great. It's so much. It's so fun to be in there and and playing that. That's at least live. Now on the record, at, now of course, at first when I first was listening to the to the record, "Cutter" was the song that I just loved listening to. That's our favorite, too. Oh, is it? Absolutely. You know, it's kind of morphed now to where I'm kind of really enjoying, like, the the mellow moments with uh, Lori Goldston, this cellist, on um, You Belong to Steam and also um, $100 Heat. I'm really enjoying those delicious cello pulls and this cello world that she's created for for those songs to be in they're really gorgeous and i'm really enjoying those yeah and it's just so much different than what's out now which is not that great <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard for me, it's hard for me to understand to um i don't know it's you know it's weird that once once kind of network television where you know i mean I remember when i was growing up like the water cooler talked the next day and the Saturday morning cartoons and what you wanted as a kid for Christmas, they, they were all informed by one, and not just one station, but it was pretty much one place. It was one transmission, you know? Right. But now it's like, how, how do kids know what they what to ask for for Christmas? Where do they get that? <laughs> because there's the commercials are different now. And I guess the same thing can go with that. I mean, the commercial, there is no commercials telling me what to want. I don't know what to want and what to aspire to because the commercials that used to inform me it, and, and all of America, kind of, you know, that transmission is different and, and diffuse and diluted. Now, I, I, it's an interesting thought. I love yeah. it. I think it's the best thing in the entire world it's the best thing that ever happened but it's it's interesting yeah well it's forcing people to research what they really want yeah i mean but like kids can't like they're not researching i mean like it used to be i went you know you you were fed kids you know saturday morning cartoons is when you saw that and that kids programming <laughs> kids still watch television uh, the nine-year-old watching tv what tv is a nine-year-old watching I'm telling you, I have a 17-year-old, and she she lives with us here, and uh, she has a TV in her room, never turns it on. It's been in there for four years. She has yet to turn it on once. Now, that's a 17 versus a 9-year-old. I am curious about the 9-year-old. What does a 9-year-old watch? 
I don't know because I and don't who, see them outside playing. <laughs> where is the advertisement for this nine-year-old coming from? That's what I'm, I'm curious about. Hmm. Maybe a lot of online stuff. There might be a lot of like online marketing being pushed through and stuff and brainwashing yeah. in that way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we need to brain. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> we have to program the youth. It's the only way they're going to make it. <laughs> I know. Right. Exactly. So now that Ignite the Rest will be out and you got some dates through May, what's the next for our ring? Well, we're going to keep touring. Uh, I mean, we got dates in, we got this in May and June and July. Um, and we're, we're going to continue doing uh, what we're doing. We're playing some new songs uh, in the set. And uh, we'll just kind of, we're not changing up anything okay you know we're keeping the day jobs you know we're we're, we're just going to keep doing what we like to do and and i think the reason why it works and i think why i i really love our record i know it sounds really kind of stuck up and stuff but i no. just love it <laughs> and i'm so pleased with it i'm not i don't listen to it and think oh there was a um inauthentic moment Ooh, <laughs> you know, I don't think that about anything. It just, it's, I just, it's a loving thing when I listen to it. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna change anything. I really like how we're doing it. Which is fantastic for you guys, because seriously, it and it does not sound bad in any way whatsoever. So many times we'll talk to a band and they'll be like, going, yeah, you know, I like the first three songs on the album." And it's and it's so not uncommon. And then it's like, well, what about yeah. the rest of the album? And it's like, well, I don't know. You know, like during the production process, there's been some changes that we might not have went in that direction. And it's kind of like, yeah. And uh, that's another thing. The, the, as far as the production process, I mean, that's her, the quote production process is me and Mike sitting in his recording studio. You know. Yeah, it's so much more freedom. Setting up mics and, and, and getting sounds and saying, do you like that? I think I like that. Do you like that? You know, that kind of thing. That's it. That's our production process. Yeah, producers kind of change things up. I mean, I, I've sat in studios before with people who had incredible, incredible songs. And then, you know, they go into the studio, the producer comes in, and by the time they leave the studio two days later, it's like, that's not even the same song you started with. What you had was you know, what you yeah. wanted. Go ahead, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I know what you mean. I do. I know what you mean. So can we expect another record soon? Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> 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 can we expect another record soon? <laughs> can we expect another record soon? Yeah. Um, he's just saying, huh? Okay. Another one, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get the tour done for this one first before we start the next one. <laughs> okay. Sounds great. It was a, such a pleasure talking to you, Tom. It was such a pleasure talking to you as well. Okay, cool. And we're going to promote the dates and we will send people to your website and social and definitely to the R-Ring um, to the R-Ring uh, podcast as well. Okay. Cool. And best of luck on the tour. Okay, thanks so much, Tom. Thank you. Mm, bye. Okay, bye, Kelly.
That was such a good interview. Like, thank you. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> but I've... it wasn't me. Like I said, can you can you tell when I was doing it that I was nervous? No, because like you you talk like that all the time. Well, I mean, like when you like you you're always talking. So like <laughs> like it's I and I know you better than anybody in the world. So I couldn't tell that you were nervous. I just thought you sounded like yourself. See, all I can think of was a mmm. The whole time, that's what I kept oh thinking. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. I know, that I know ridiculous. it's weird. But here's the thing, though. Even though, before the interview, that's what I kept thinking of. Mm-hmm. When you played me the album, which, which is we, so good, and and seriously, man, when you played me that album, and you got ignite the rest, ignite the rest, and you got to Cutter, I was like sold on it. Well, yeah, yeah. Cutter's the first song. I, yeah, I know, but I'm saying though, we went back to it a bunch of times. Oh yeah, I played because, it because like I mean, seriously, times, yeah. definitely, definitely my favorite song on the album, and it just sounds so different. It is like it's a really, really, really good album, and you know, it just like if you're looking for a breeder's sound, there's tinges of it. If you're looking for an ampline sound, there's tinges of it. But it's completely unique to it to themselves. It's its own animal, basically. And like, and it's just like, and and she basically said, like, I loved how she said um, during the interview that, like, you know, the album made itself, like how it just like, and it took all those years to matriculate because, like, it was like you know six years in the time that these two have been making music together, and you could just tell that like there's just something that gels with the two of them for them to make this kind of music together. Well, it's a mutual respect thing that yeah. we definitely gotten from it. And and like we said during the interview when I was when we were talking, you know, all too often I, I feel like people will try to cram in a credit for themselves because mm-hmm. a credit equals money. Sure. You know, it's a yeah. it's a royalty fee. So when you have a band of like four people and two of them are doing most of the writing. A lot of times, two of them are upset that they're not getting the right, credit because yeah. they're not getting the cut that they deserve. But when you cut the other people out and it's just, you know, you're just making music to make music and there's not that pressure of having to make an album or the want because she, you know, she was very open about the fact that, like, I didn't want to make an album. Like, I didn't want to go into the studio. I just wanted to play these songs, write these songs. Just She just wanted to play. Right, and all too often, I think, if you're in, like, a traditional band and you say, I don't want to make an album, the band's not going to usually last that long because right. usually two people want to be in the studio and two people want to be on tour, and that's why so many right. bands break exactly. up. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's I, I think that's just, it's just awesome, like, how she just, It's oh literally gosh. the perfect storm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she just like I'm so mad that I couldn't talk to her because she was just so fun and she was just so awesome. But like what really struck me is how passionate she is, like not just about her own craft, but just about other musicians. Like when she talked like so like passionately about the people that she's collaborated with, you know, and it's just like you could just tell that like she makes music because she loves music. Yeah. You know, and it's not just like like a lot of times like you talk to people and they're just like, yeah, it's like whatever. Like especially like, you know, they've been she's been doing press like I've been reading this stuff up because like I said, I've been waiting for this album to come out for like the better part of the past decade. You know what I mean? Because like 
it just when I first heard the first song that they like put out years ago it was like holy shit like this is awesome like where is it where is it where is it so it's just I just think that's like really cool this is like your banker's calendar of Chinese democracy my banker's calendar <laughs> of Chinese democracy it literally is <laughs> like it lasted it took a long time but not that long oh of time God. for it to come out yeah, and I mean, like, and plus, like, just the way, like, the way that she is, like, you know, they have the, the sh- like, the shit that happened on Monday with the car. You know, she tweets this picture of her just, like, st- you know, pretending to hitchhike on the side of the road, you know, and it's just, like, it's so fun. Like, I wouldn't be freaking smiling and grinning and, like, rolling with the punches, like, if something like that happened, because, like, we have, we have shit happen every time we go somewhere. So it's, like, <laughs> you know, and it's just, like, and they were just sometimes like sometimes hey. we don't even leave when we got shit exactly. happening it's just exactly <laughs> but just like the way that she talks how passionate she is about everything like the ter- her turn of phrases like her Kelly sugar if you will as she called it like I love that of course you did I feel bad that you didn't get to do it oh my god it's- but no, it was respects? a great interview. No, you guys had a yeah. great conversation. And she gave me a shout out. So I'm like super happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I tried to make that happen. I know. I appreciate it. I pushed that. for it. So, <laughs> just letting you know. You I know. know. I'm giving you credit. I'm giving you credit. <laughs> so, And now we have to add R-Ring onto our list of podcasts to listen right? to now oh on top gosh. of it all. I know. I could listen to her talk all day. I know. And I technically almost did because that was a really long interview. (laughs) What was so funny was during the interview, all of a sudden, like, it was like getting towards the end of the question. She's like, all right, it was great talking to you. You Gotta go by. And I was like, oh, whoa, it's over already? Okay, that was great. (laughs) Yeah, but like sometimes that happens. Like, you know, a a list of questions isn't something that like you have to get to. Like, and that's why you have like a last question and a first question because like you let the conver- like it was a conversation that's what you guys had you know I loved that like you brought up how Kyle plays and you brought up you know some of the other things that you guys talked about like I loved that now just for the listeners Shh. oh please this is you're telling me to sh- did you hear that that was a Tom noise you cleared your throat in a microphone three times no one's counting but I did it for a dramatic effect Let's just tell the listeners the questions that we did not ask, maybe. No, you don't want to? I mean, yeah, that's fine. All right. Here's Nikki's questions that we did not get to. So just to say... Well, so Kelly, things, feel free to call back. Just the things <laughs> we did not get answered, okay? It's not a lot. In addition to your music career, you also are a well-known knitter. How did you get into the craft? I've never been able to knit. My grandmother used to knit. So did my grandmother. That's all I know about knitting. My grandmother taught me how to do like, like remember like those hook rugs that like come on like a plastic sheet with the holes in it and then like you use like some kind of hook thing. Yes. Like my grandmother tried to teach me how to like do that and I made like a weird misshapen little boy wearing like a red outfit. I used to do those actually with her. I could do those. Yeah. But that's, that's not not knitting. knitting. No, I know. But that's like the only thing that like I've really ever done with yarn. That's kind of like, you know coloring in a coloring book like everything's already there for you knitting is like making you know i know what knitting is thank you i'm just saying that's the only thing that i could that i've ever done that like constitute like i'm not very coordinated with my hands i'm left-handed well that explains my excuse for everything that explains a lot all right so question number two can fans of 2008's bags that rock expect another book about knitting someday yeah, because she wrote a book that was like really well received that like gave like patterns and stuff like that. 
like of knitting patterns and stuff. And it was basically because when she's on tour, she knits a lot. Uh huh. So like, and she wrote a book about it, and it was really popular. Well, what's, que- what's question number three? What do you mean? What's question number three? The final question that we were going to ask her. Oh, what was the you know what was the last thing that you knitted? What was the last thing that you knitted? I am kind of glad we didn't get the three knitting questions <laughs> in a row at the but end of the interview. It's like we're talking about music, we're talking about the road, we're talking about like but that you know, is also collaborations. A passion of hers. I know, but three right in a row at the end. And then I in my head I'm thinking, all right. I just want to let you know, you do Nikki th- wrote these last three questions and wanted me to ask you about knitting. Like, that's how I was going to approach it. And then I was going to be like going, Kelly, sometimes it's not about the music or the road. Sometimes it's just about you. It's just about you and your bully on and you're going to town making socks. I thought maybe that would be the way I would go into it. I'm Spice glad. It up. You know what? I'm glad we didn't get to the knitting questions. I'm glad we didn't get to the knitting <laughs> questions. <laughs> Jesus <too>. Christ. <laughs> but we do this all the time because we did the same thing with Pat Badger when we were like, tell us about alpacas. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> because it's weird. Like, don't you think that's weird? Like, I'm it's... not saying that knitting is weird, but like the fact that like this guy's in a band and then like he also has this like alpaca farm on the side. Just like when we talked to read from red bull where he's like a turtle farmer like that's fucking weird everybody has weird things but maybe they like secret things i don't know well that's my job to find out what your secrets are people through me this time yeah fine fine well well So if you want to learn more about our ring. And you do. And you do. Like you really, really need to. They may be coming through town, a town near you. Um, they're, I know they're, they're touring throughout um, May. So No, they're going way past May. Well, I know. I know that. But like right now, like the only dates that we have oh, yeah, are, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like are in May that we see. Um, but they've got like a bunch of dates. So check them out. Um, you could find out, find them on Sofa Burn, S-O-F-A-B-U-R-N.com slash R-R-I-N-G. And it will be on the website and they're on too. So, yeah, and we'll, we'll have links to everything. And, you know, you can find them on social media. But do yourself a favor. Do your ears. Your ears. I don't know why I said ears so weird. I don't know. It's not eggs. Weird ears. <laughs> your weird ears. Do your ears a solid and download, buy, do whatever you have to do, buy, buy, I mean, you know, do whatever you have to do to buy the album. Right. Ignite the rest. <laughs> you are going to love it. It's so, so, so good. It really is. And thank you so much, Kelly, for talking with us. I know that, you know, you had to go through a lot to make this interview happen, as <laughs> as it turned out. But we really, really appreciate it. It was yes. really great talking to yes. you today. And thank you, Tony, for setting it up. Yes. Shall we get into a roly poly roadie? We can. Okay. Roly poly roadie. Roly poly roadie. Show us what you got, roly poly. Oh my God. What? Like, you literally need to show us what you've got already. Like, I feel like we are getting so many comments about people like, where's Tom? Why can't we? Like, why are we not seeing what Tom looks like? 
I'm telling you, I become a shut-in. I know you become a shut-in, but you don't even have to leave your house to get a photo taken of yourself. I know. We do have an in-house photographer, so I mean, I really do not have an excuse. You really don't have an excuse. So what is your excuse? I don't know, man. I just think like not feeling great these days. Like I don't want to like have anyone see me at this point in time until I feel like I'm kind of alive again. Does that make any sense? I guess. I guess, yeah. Because like right now, even though like you said, like you... You could say like, oh, you definitely look like you lost weight or whatever. And, you know, regardless of that part of it, it's kind of like, yeah, man, maybe I did. But seriously, at the end of the day, I still look like I was like just kind of dragged through a mud puddle. And it's like, let's take photos of this like homeless dude right now. You don't. You haven't. I personally like the beard. I I personally like the like three day beard (laughs) that you've been doing. I like it. I grow it until it starts to get itchy, and then I'm like, oh, I got to get rid of it. But I feel like every time it gets to, like, its longest point, just before I have to do it, it, there's something that makes me have to run out. And by run out, I mean literally it's to the corner for the most part. So I'll go to the corner to, like, grab a coffee and bring it back or grab a Gatorade. out on the corner. Yeah. Do do hood rat stuff. (laughs) That's what. I'm out there doing hood rat stuff up here. Hood rat stuff. (laughs) And I feel like when I walk to the stores, it's kind of like, you know. Look at I, this grizzly motherfucker. Uh, seriously. And I'll put on like my old pants because I'm like, oh, I'm only walking to the grizzly corner. Grizzly Adams, I didn't know you were still living. I'm like, I don't want to wear my new pants to the store. So I'll just keep those like ready to go for when I have to be out, out. And I'll put on my old baggy pants that, and then like a shirt that's like two sizes too big. And I got like this beard going and I walk to the store and they're like, going, oh my God, just get this guy out of here before he craps himself. Because that's usually what homeless people do in the bodegas I around mean, here. Do I mean you know we're not sugarcoating anything here? No, and I feel like I'm like this close to crapping myself in a bodega. It's pretty much where we're at, so <laughs> it's kind of like I don't want anybody to see a picture of me in that state. Like that's kind of you know we wouldn't we would dress you up and make it look like you were normal. That's what we would do. <laughs> <laughs> so a staged picture. If a you, staged picture. The next picture that comes up, just know it was pre-planned <laughs> long it in advance. It might not even be Tom. <laughs> it might just Photoshop my head on like some skinny body. It'll be like, man, he lost a lot. <laughs> What's going on with that bony bastard? But I promise you, believe me, it is very top of mind. And I am trying to get a photo taken or a couple so that you could see and have him actually write something about what's been going on. I really feel like being behind this microphone is as about as much interaction as I can mentally handle at this point in time. Well, <laughs> you know? I do know. I mean, even with like work and stuff like that, like, you know, I've been keeping in touch with them. I've been doing a lot of my work from home and just even like phone calls, it's kind of like, man, I just don't feel like talking and it's weird doing anything too because for the past like two months we've been together like every single day and now like i went back to work like i'm back at work for like a week and a half now so it's like are you you're, like you hallelujah there's someone else have... to talk to <laughs> no because like we don't really talk that much like at work, yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like i don't like the commute or anything like that but i mean it is i i like the fact that I am getting out of the house, I like that I'm like walking at least. Well, I was gonna say, let's turn Roly Poly Rorty around and turn it into like you know, Nikki Picky Icky. Nikki Picky Icky, how, <laughs> how's your how's your commute as far as like because I mean you have been home for such a long amount of time and you went from being couch slash bed bound to you know having to like 
do stairs, do, you know, walks through the city. I mean, it's regardless of an easy commute, there's still like a lot that's involved yeah. with getting from I building mean, to building. I mean, it's like I've been tired. Like it's it's a long day. But I mean, it's not as bad as when I like like my shifted to get changed. So I'm like a, a human hour from like nine to six. That's what I work. So it's like, you know, like I, we and we have like our nightlife back, you know, so it's like we get to watch like our adult swim shows that we always love. And you could always look back at our old shows where we talk about some of the ones that we like and everything. But, you know, it's just been it's been nice. Like. And, <sighs> I miss not like I miss my I the only thing I miss about my morning shift is the train like riding the train at that hour like I always got a seat always well it was got, like four o'clock in the yeah, morning exactly. so I mean no one's on the train it was 406 a.m. to be it was 406 to be precise if we want to get just exactly. Nikki and the hobos just that would me, be your band name <laughs> Nikki and the hobos Nikki and the hobos <laughs> and the occasional like MTA worker and the Spanish man who would talk to me in Spanish like who lived uh, who lives in Harlem and we wouldn't like I he would talk to me he was so nice like he was always like I could tell that he was kind of like protective of me and stuff like so you know I do miss seeing his face because it was always like hey how are you and he'd be like good how are you but then like that was pretty much the end of like the language that we shared as opposed to the creeper that lives upstairs who would like basically follow you to the train station every morning because he was just a creepy bastard yeah pretty much but yeah I mean like it's it's been good I mean like I like that I'm getting out and like I'm getting like almost all of my steps in for my Apple watch Um, which is awesome which is great I mean because I am like making myself because like we do get lunches and stuff so like I am making sure that like even if I bring something like I go out and I walk around the neighborhood a little bit I mean it's been really really shitty the last couple days so I haven't been able to like do a lot of walking but you know it's I mean I do like that like I've gotten out and stuff but like I mean I still would rather be working from home (laughs) of course you would not gonna lie (laughs) of course you would I mean it's just to be away from like whatever drama is happening because I mean you put it doesn't matter like where you work if you like have you know more than five people that you work with there's going to be some kind of drama happening. Yeah. It's just, you cannot avoid it. It's no. what it is. And you know, and like there's always somebody eating at some point. I mean, a lot of times it's me, but <laughs> like, because I'm a snacker, like, you know, I have my good little nature box snacks and everything like that. But like, there's always somebody clanging something or rustling a bag and like, and like one will wait and then like the next person will do it. So there's always just like... Someone chewing on something with that mouth open. I have like no, I have no control over that. You, I could give a dirty look to, or like I don't care. I'm just saying, like at least like I can do. Like it's not like I can sit there and glare at like a coworker and be like, "Can you please stop like eating like that?" Do you know what the funny thing is? You just let people realize what a complaining little whiner you are sometimes. Here you are week after week saying, Tom's tiny tummy, he can only eat such a little bit of food. And now you're saying, but when you chew, it drives me crazy. I have to give you a dirty look. Oh, I so... hardly ever eat anything on those rare occasions that I do. I still get flack for it. You sound like you enjoy it. What, driving you crazy? No, eating that tiny little amount. You sound like you enjoy eating that tiny little I amount. I like to graze on my food <laughs> is what it is. And that's tough luck. So wait, so for the rest of our podcast life together, you're going to be throwing our honesty episode, which aired last week, <laughs> in my face. No, no, no. Because remember the thing that I was 
not happy with you about last week was the fact that you'd asked me the same question a hundred times. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with chewing. Like, I don't really care about that. I'm just saying, like, you know, since... So, and I'm not throwing back in your face what you said about me. What would I say about you? Well, you literally just said what you said oh, about Oh, that. Me. Oh, yeah, that, that, yeah. 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 Well, you... I mean, whatever, man. You could if you wanted to. I mean, you know. It's but just I'm not what it going is. to because it was an honesty episode and... Oh. And now the honesty is over, so we can go back to being <laughs> passive. No, I'm reha- no, I don't think. I think the last thing I am is passive <laughs> when it comes to chewing. <laughs> I was going to say, it depends on who it is. It depends on who it is. You can to- be passive if you want it to be. You just choose not to be passive a lot of times. Mm-hmm. With, because, well, with us, because it's just, that's a comfort thing, though. Like, I feel like when you're comfortable with people, you can be meaner to them because you realize, like. Are you talking about me or are you talking no, about no, the just in general. You, the no, no, just in you. general. Like, I so feel I'm like, like, if this is going to turn into, like, like it's Nikki's going to get real icky real quick. No, 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 no. I'm just saying in general. <laughs> like, if, like, you would, you would act differently around your mom than you would anybody else because of your relationship with your mom. You know that you can, like, kind of press that to a stressing level and it's just going to bend back sure. and be fine again. Sure. So I think that's kind of like why we do it. Because, like, going, ah, you can, like, say whatever you want to say. It doesn't make a difference because it's going to go back to normal again anyway. So yeah. just whatever. I'm not yeah, worried and about when, that. And then, like, sometimes we do reach a point where I'm just like, you need to dial it down. Yeah, and then I'm like, no. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. So that's this week's roly-poly Rorty. A little bit of physical health, a little bit of mental health, and a whole lot of bullshit, I guess. (laughs) Do you have anything else for this week's episode? Just the music. Cue it. Um. Oh, oh! I thought I meant like I thought you had cued the music already. <laughs> no, it's done now. Like yeah, we've already we came on the other side of we're it. We're on now. the other side. Yeah, we're right? on the other yeah side I thought we were on the now. other side before you played the music. No. Yeah. All right. Well, hey. There we have it. It wouldn't be the high regard show if Nikki didn't screw something technical up. That's uh, all right. You expect it from me, though. That's right. At least you weren't tapping a pen or doing whatever. No, that was you this week. That really... Well, it was a thing of M&M sitting on the table, man. I'm working my way through it, Tom. You all working your I way have, through there's, it. There's about 12 left. Out of the 300 that were there. There were not like, 300, and they've been here for like three weeks. So if I ate 100 M&Ms in a week... still a lot of M&Ms. It's really a not a lot. They're very small. <laughs> You justify. You be you, man. You be you. I am being you. All right. That's good. So, if you would like to learn more about The High Regard Show, check us out at highregardshow.com. And you can always send us any of your questions, comments, or concerns to highregardshow at gmail.com. And you could always follow, find us on all social media outlets as High Regard Show, where we share quotes and behind-the-scenes consciousnessness sometimes from the weekends and whatnot so you might want to find all you might want to follow along with that and you might not if you're offended easily (laughs) again thank you so much to kelly deal for hanging out with us today we really really appreciate it and uh hey man best luck on the tour the album is fantastic yes so go find our ring and just listen to the shit out of it yeah Well, that does it for us, everybody. 
Peace Hope out, Cub Scouts. Have a great week. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Good night. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Good night. Scouts. Good night. Good night.